people don't want to take the time to really be down bad and doing bad or something. Cause like for a lot of that time, I was fucked. DJ. That's why you got me here, drop top, sliding through the city, music blasting, thinking about you. It's like seven forty-five, forty-five. Look, I done did that little thing I could think of, and I'm still trying to keep you off my mind. Hey. From doing car freestyles to landing a tour with Rhapsody and recently being part of Revenge of the Dreamers 3, there's nothing that will stop this artist from having his name solidified in the rap game. Without further ado, Deontay Hitchcock. I ain't never felt like love. I ain't never felt like this. I ain't never felt like drugs. I ain't never felt like bliss. I ain't never felt like, yo, I'm going out for food. Do you want something right quick? Cause some days I feel like Drake. And some days I feel like Chris. Maybe it's all in my mind. Maybe I'm scared of the feeling, or maybe I'm trying to find mm, something that never went missing, or maybe I'm finna- Welcome back, everyone. This is DJ Blake, keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip-hop news and sneaker talk. And today, I'm with a very special guest. He came all the way from... He was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, sir. And now he's yes, here sir. Yes, sir. With, on tour with Wale. Yes. Which is... I, I can't... I can't start this interview without bragging about this guy. This guy has made music with... Her, Gold Link, Kilo Ali, like how did you get that? Like Bro. he's been on tour with Rhapsody, he's been on tour with Jadana, he's been on tour with Jid, the one and only Dante Hitchcock. Man, I'm sorry, I actually pronounced Deontay. Deontay, you know oh it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that you even know who Kilo Ali is, is is crazy. How old are you? I'm 18. What? And you know who Kilo Ali is? Yes. That's crazy as fuck. That's what's up. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Like my cousin has no idea who the fuck that was. Like. He's 18. Hey. Yeah, no idea. Like, but yeah, I'm, we're here. I'm about <laughs> I'm to say happy to be here. Happy to be here. But the reason why I picked you out of all the artists, because what I do, I just want to let you know this. So I look at all the artists coming to Seattle. I'm yeah. Like, who do I really want to help portray Seattle and have their voice heard for Seattle? Mm-hmm. I picked your name out. Like, I didn't even know Wale was coming. I was focused on you. Like for real, because yeah. this guy has been in Seattle on three different tours yep. in this same year. Yep, I about to say black. Well, yeah, damn. If you put it in the calendar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> black was like last December. Then Jid was, I think, like May of this year, May or June, and now we back again in October. So yeah, damn. <laughs> it's the same. Year. I didn't even think about that shit like that. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. Are you able to choose like what venues you're going to? Like, did you choose Seattle, or did one of the promoters just be like, Seattle? Not for these, not because these aren't my tours. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like uh, the first tour we went on, of course, was with Black. The second one with Jid, and this one with Wale. So we just had to go about with their routing. Right. So whatever tours, whatever dates they had lined up is where we going. Right. You know what I mean, so we here. 
three times That's in a year. <laughs> and me, I'm glad to be here. Y'all got some of the best edibles in the fucking country. Yeah, so even though you might have not specifically chosen these destinations, yeah. you've been here enough to at least get some opinions yeah. in Seattle. So I just want to know, what are, what are your opinions on Seattle? Seattle might be one of my favorite places and to perform. <laughs> Y'all crowds always like real, real high energy. Yes. Every time. I don't know how because it's so fucking cold outside, but y'all <laughs> still show up every time. This shit's nuts to me. Right. But yeah, off top, show-wise, top 10, easy. Um, Of course, like I said, the edibles, edibles crazy. And y'all sneaker culture is insane. Okay, see, that's what we're, yeah, we're trying to build that up right now. Yeah, because so. mm-hmm. my partner, I can't remember what the name of the store is. It's actually not too far from here. It might Bait, be on the street. Bait? Probably is on the street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say we went up there last time and got a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. This time I might not be able to stop because we got to do a whole bunch right. of stuff. But that store is crazy. Exactly. I haven't really seen many of the other ones, but a lot of people that I know from up here have told me about it. Especially like neighboring right by Portland right. and with the Nike uh, headquarters over there and everything. So yeah, real into that. There's close to like ten sneaker venues here. For real? There, yeah, there's and they're so cool. They all have different shoes. Like, yeah, about none say, of them are the same. You gotta put me on some of them before I leave, for real. So that's another thing I'm doing with all these artists. These aren't just like voices that I want to be heard. These are voices and people. People need to realize these are people. You're a person. You're not just Facts. a celebrity Facts. or an artist. And that's what fans kind of lose that. that that's they, it. Like this what really bothers me is meet and greets. Like you get like these people come up, they're really teaming to meet you and they're like, mm-hmm. Hi, oh my gosh, I love you, and that's it. So I'm about to say, what would you want from a meet and greet then? I to maybe even give a business offer, even if in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, because people are, they're waste they're spending extra money to meet these people yep. and they're just saying hi. You know? I mean some folks I, I know from from being a fan of music, there are certain artists who I would love to meet and I feel like you don't really get necessarily the medium to do that. Right. In the concert, just off rip, like you can get close, you can see them perform this, that, and the third. Being in the front row is probably the next best thing. But like if you get to actually have a small conversation, even if it's tiny, like two minutes, whatever the case, hey. for some people that's that's huge. Like it's up there. So I don't know. But this is a meet and greet for me. I didn't have Facts. to pay for this. Facts. You know? so I, just, Facts. I just emailed your manager. Like, just for, you. for sure. You know? Yeah. But this is the winning I wanted to highlight. So you said a good thing that you you love the fans out here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of different artists have been saying this is like a fan city. But we have an artist in the room, Nestra, and there's so much art in Seattle. Yeah. What do you think it's gonna take though? I know you're not from Seattle, but what do you think it's gonna take for other cities to realize that we're not just like a fan city. Hmm. I don't know. Over time, I I kind of was spoiled because you know so I grew up in Atlanta. You know what I'm <laughs> Atlanta's been like I guess one of the music capitals of the world for like the last at least two decades. Might be even a little longer than that. But I feel like with certain cities, like it takes one artist to pop for people to really see everything else that's been going on around that area for a long time. Right. So like if you look at Recently, the baby success. Hey, like, yeah. <laughs> but now all eyes are on Charlotte. Like, people are looking around, like, what's going on there? Even if you go back to like when Wale was popping, DC wasn't really big like that. But then folks started popping out, coming gradually over the years. Your Gold Links, your Fat Trails, uh, IDK recently. Yeah, yeah. dude, IDK. He's he crazy. He's crazy. <sighs> you listen to the album, dude? Is he real? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My I say, God. it's crazy. So yeah, just over time, finding somebody to break through the mold and break through that gate and kind of like break the door down for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Shit, that might be you. Oh God, for real. Speaking of say? IDK though, I, these are completely different people, but when it comes to like gospel or God type albums, 
his album by far beat Jesus is King. That, did you listen to that album yet? I, <laughs> I, I've heard it once. Once. <laughs> I didn't really get to. You ever heard it? I haven't really said and uh, I guess digested it the way I want to. But granted, off the first listen, I wasn't really too uh, excited to go back to it. I just think it's yeah. weird. It's been so delayed for so long, and then he's still saying, oh, I want to go back into the album and change some mixing issues. The album as a whole just wasn't mixed well. It wasn't. Um, I got to sit back down and listen to it again. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back through it. Because I would say it was one, I think one that caught me off rip. Dude, uh, the clips, when the clips came back together for the... Gospel that song was called? Wasn't that Kenny G? Yeah, Kenny song, G. Yeah, that shit was crazy. But other than that, you know I mean, I don't, I don't know. How many times did you listen to it? Um, Twice. I had to listen. So this is, no, actually, no, three times. One time, and then I watched, he had, this is what's really weird. He had three big interviews back to back to back before he released the album. And mm-hmm. when he released the album with Big Boy, um, this guy from Beats 1. Probably Zane Lowe. Yeah, Zane yeah. Lowe. But it was really he was he was calmer on Zane the Zane Lowe one, but mm-hmm. on Big Boy, he's in his own like mindset right now where he doesn't really care about the interview or promoting his album. He's promoting God, which he even says. So like they'd ask him a question and he completely just ignore the question and be like, "This is why I'm here. I'm talking to you about this about Jesus." Which was very interesting. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to ignore these questions and just listen to what he's saying and what he's trying to get across to the audience because he's using this platform to get a message out, not to promote himself. Yeah. So the first time I listened to it, I didn't listen to the interview. Second time I listened to the interview, I was like, okay, I get it now. And then third time, <laughs> I'm, I like to mix albums together. So I mixed I Don't Know's album. With his? Yes. I was like, okay. I like, that. I like the IDK album a lot For sure. better. That was- Tyler the Creator, DMX to give him a um, baptizer. That's that crazy. That's so yeah. funny. Kanye junk is interesting, man. It's real interesting. Like sitting down, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of the music that came out with it, but I feel like it comes with a slight of saying that because it feels like if I say I don't like this album, it's like ah oh, you don't like Jesus. It's like <laughs> nah, that's not the case. I just feel like a Lecrae album may have been a little bit better. You know what I mean? Or the IDK album might have been a little bit better. But right. I do think Kanye is one of the most... Uh, Influential. Ever. For sure. Big, hands down, of, of anybody we've ever seen. Like, he goes Kanye, Wayne. Wayne's my favorite artist. Mine, mine too. Like, ever. Helps, I got helps, Wayne, Pop. He helps us out with our height also, you know, everything. <laughs> I already know. I already know. But yeah, Wayne, Pop, Jay, Andre... And Thug, actually. Yeah. My top that, five. I mean, the new culture with him, yeah. for sure. Have you listened to uh, So Much Fun? Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Oh, you crazy. You sleep. You sleep in hell. You listen to it? Which one? So Much Fun from yes, Thug. I listen to all of it, like, Man. so many times. Thug shit crazy, bro. Ah? It's amazing. Crazy. I like Summer Young Thug, but, like, I don't know. That might be my favorite album this year, for really. Really? Yeah. Maybe not the best, but my favorite. Like, one of them? I think yeah. IDK is honestly probably one of my favorites. For real? Like That's what's up. I can see that. I think IDK had a good release. Yeah. Earth Gang had a crazy release. Yeah, I like Earth yeah. There's, I'm skipping out. I'm like blanking. There's a ton of good albums that came out this year. Shit, uh, Guap Dad recently too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy his joint. Oh, there's some others. but um, Anderson Pack. Oh, Crazy. Yeah. Ventura was nuts. Yes. Nuts, man. Also, The Lost Boy. Yeah, oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't think oh, about that. Oh, that was why the answer was sick. I think that's my favorite album of the year. For real? Yeah. 
Dude, his song yeah. R&P was insane with Anderson Pock and him just back yeah. and forth. That was insane. The visual too is classic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a video for that art? Yeah. yeah. I ain't yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah, they did like, like a 1980s seen. basketball. They yeah. had like the afros and stuff. I ain't uh, seen it. Crossing up people. It's like for the culture. Damn, I gotta watch them up. This is why I like sitting down with like artists like you though, because you're you you're, you're making a living off this, so of course you have to be dedicated to rap. So Fresh. I can just talk about any artist and you're like, okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you can yeah, be yeah. excited as I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say this is what we out here for, man. Right. Music about to say the easiest language in the world. Yes. Say the most universal language yes. there is. Everybody speak this. Right. Everybody. This is huge to me. So you've been making music since 2012, right? Shit, really before that? Before that. Right, so I got serious, I think, in 2012. Okay. Yeah, that's when I took a stage. That makes sense, though. Because this is like J. Cole album, you know? Mm-hmm. That came out this year, so that's six or seven years later, okay? Yeah. And that's a huge break for you. That's yeah. huge. But I think a lot of upcoming artists nowadays kind of feel entitled and feel like they should blow up within like a month or two of making a song. I mean, because look at it. Like, everything's faster now. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't start doing music before there was, like... If you didn't start anything, really, before there was Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, this, that, and the third, like, everything is instant gratification now. So it's like, if this doesn't work, the way everything feels, everything feels microwave. Like, people drop music at such a rate where it's like, if you don't drop a song every fucking two months, where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck's going on. So, I mean, it's important to have the substance and it's important to have, like, a love for it. Because if you're not really talking about anything, then nothing really sticks. But it's the substance, though. You can't just yeah. release everything two months and just be garbage, though. But you can't. So, some people do do that. <sighs> it depends on your audience, really, too. Because, like, yeah. it's the difference between a a Cole or a Kendrick or somebody who might be here, like, a fly by night. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're not necessarily here for a long time, but you don't knock that at the same time. Cause, like, you man, gotta appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you gotta have, everything needs a balance. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's good to be a bad. And not even calling that bad, but like for me, uh, a Jay Z or a Andre 3000 might be like cream of the crop, but right. for somebody like Chief Keef is telling their story. <laughs> I mean, dead ass. Nah, nah. Right. For, for, okay. And God, like, that's, that's somebody's reality, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you're speaking shit that I'm going through. Right. So everybody has just a different perspective, you know what I'm saying? I got this shit tatted yeah, on me. Like, that this makes shit sense. real. <laughs> it, uh, what are your goals personally, though? Like, my goals? Yeah, because you've, you've been making some music since yeah. 2012, and now you've got this big break. I don't think you're the type of artist who's like, okay, now I've made it. Yeah. I can see that you're going to... My whole this is, goal is to get rich. Act like, I don't know nobody, man. That's all I'm trying to do. Get this bread and disappear. That's it. I'm <laughs> lying, bro. It's not my goal at all. I really want to go down and be happy, dog. Like, all this other shit don't matter, bro. If it's not music, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. I just want to be happy, bro. Like... I don't say too much bullshit in my life to really even care about everything else. And I'm in a phase right now where it's like, it is what it is. I'm just going through the motions for real, for real. Just trying to get, uh, get to the next step to, to I guess, better myself as a person versus right. the music. Because the music's second. There gotta be people first. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. Is music like therapy to you, though? Yeah, in a sense. But it's like, you gotta refill the well at the same time. Yeah. Like, if I don't go through no shit in my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. evolve or do this, that, and the third, and I ain't really got nothing to talk to y'all about. Right. For real, for real. Or it's gonna be bullshit. Right, right. And I'm not putting out no bullshit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I was just interviewing this artist, and I was talking, I was giving him an example, like Juicy J. Mm-hmm. Settled down now, he has a wife, he has a kid, mm-hmm. but he still talks, makes like strip club songs, you know? Yeah. But he, he was, what he was saying was, that was maybe, even though like he settled down now, that was probably like 20, 30 years of his life, mm-hmm. so he can still gather inspiration. Hell yeah. Like, even looking at it from, for some people, 
for some people, music can be therapy, and for some people, it's like when you take all the emotional aspect out of it, this is the entertainment industry. Right. So it's like people pay to be entertained. Necessarily, like I, they don't care if you love the music or not. Does it sound good, or does this get the job done that it's supposed to get done? Like Juicy J gave me turned and clip. Yeah, I mean, like I don't give a fuck if Juicy J enjoyed making this song or not. Like this shit fine. I'm finna take shots of hand to it. You know what I mean, goddamn, watch a bitch shake her ass. Sorry, I don't mean to call women bitches. You know what I mean, it's just Atlanta shit. But yeah, I'm about to say so. Once you take all of that out, like personal bias or whatever the case is, then it's like you can enjoy it at a different light. It's like you don't have any. It's personal, gotta have say so in it. Juicy J can make Juicy J music. Right. You know what I mean? So. But are you that type of artist, though? Are you gonna put out music just to put it out? Or are you more thoughtful with your music process? No, nah, I think I'm I'm pretty thoughtful in it. And that's not to say Juicy J isn't. It's right, just a sure. different a different crowd. Like, mm-hmm. the music is for different things. You know what I mean? Right. So, I'm, I'm not gonna play Juicy J on my, like, car ride when I'm commuting to work or when I'm on a road trip or something like that because I'm not in that mood. But I'm also not gonna play... Goddamn MF Doom at the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, different music for different shit. You know what I'm saying? Different everything for different anything. So, yeah, I think I'm trying to find a, a good medium between it because I am a thoughtful person. Right. You know what I mean? So, I take this shit serious and I'm saying I'm real. I put a lot of effort into the music, but at the same time, I'm from Atlanta. So, we do the goddamn club saying we do all that shit. You know what I mean? Because that's what I grew up in. Right. So, it's different. I think like Atlanta is like the best of both worlds. We got like it's the hood here and then it's the rich shit right up the street so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always a real juxtaposition of our whole like mindset like everything is different but it's right. smacked together but you have to admit Atlanta is I was in Atlanta like last year it's so far from here yeah it's crazy yeah. far but yeah. I want Seattle to be the next Atlanta New York LA when mm-hmm. it comes to, like the music scene and the radio host sure. so but what are your opinions like what is so different from Seattle and Atlanta right now Mm-hmm. Of course, the culture, but weather for sure, man. I, I can't stop talking about this. Shit. I hate the cold, bro. <laughs> it's cold. She love this shit too. Like, I don't know. Hmm. What would I say the difference would be? Um, I know, I know. Atlanta, there are a lot more eyes on Atlanta than pretty much anywhere for real, for real. So that's already an easy advantage. People are always looking there. People are always like moving there. Like, most of the people I know who stay in Atlanta aren't even from Atlanta anymore, dog. So, like, yeah. we got talent from all over the world coming in because it's it's slick. The Mecca right now. You know I mean? I think Atlanta right now is what New York was in the 90s or whatever yeah, yeah. the case is. So, like, we grew here, but a lot of people fly there as well. So, they come there to, like, chase their music dreams. Right. Stay in the third. It's kind of like L.A. in a sense. A lot of talent and a lot of different people coming together for a common goal. Right. You know what I mean? So, I think it's more opportunities necessarily in Atlanta than a Seattle or really anywhere else for real for real because a lot of a lot of our industry is based off music yeah Yeah, I mean I don't know if necessarily one of Seattle's like man exports is just like focused on music Mm -hmm. yeah I mean so just a lot more opportunity that's it yeah that's that's for sure that makes sense I think Seattle can I don't I never think feel like Seattle is gonna be like the number one music place yeah because like we have all these big businesses that make it number one in like the business Mm -hmm. aspect but I think it could be way higher than this. It right can. Now. I'm about to say, all, right. all this shit starts with somebody right. being on the same wave that you're on right now. Because I'm about to say, Atlanta wasn't that at one point. Exactly. And then over time, that shit just became that. So, shit, Seattle could do the same thing. Right. There it is. So, what is the like radio scene there, though? Because isn't radio like still huge in Seattle? I mean, in not Seattle? Seattle? I mean, I'm, in about to say, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, 
I, I don't listen to the radio much. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? I can only speak from my perspective for real. I'll be on my art score, goddamn, on Bluetooth <laughs> or some shit. But, man, the radio, like, back home, they, a lot of people talk about payola a lot. And I'm, saying, I'm not sure what any other artist got going on, but I know damn well I hear the same 10 songs again and again and again, bro. You flip the station yeah. three times, and it's the same song playing on each station. So it's like, I don't really fuck with the radio too much. Yeah, but it is sense. it is big, like... The the radio personalities are slick like influences around the city. Right, they right. throw parties around the city. It's that and the third. So yeah, it's pretty pretty big. That's what I'm trying to figure out because people say radio is dying, especially in Seattle. But I don't think mm. radio is ever dying. I think it's going through a transitional phase. Yeah. So while it's tr- transitioning, it might be like hidden in a yeah. way. But then it's gonna like grow. But I don't know if how radio is gonna have to change. But I don't know how like. And what would you like to see change in when it comes to radio? Mm, I guess more diversity. But it's crazy because I don't think I don't think it's gonna die. But I don't think it's as necessary. Like mm. radio used to be looked at kind of like a, a gatekeeper in a sense. Yeah, I mean the same way labels were this and the third, but it's like you don't need it anymore. Now the Oxcord. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. It's like streaming changed everything. Like That's for sure. there, there's literally Apple Radio. Yeah. Apple Music Radio, like I can go in there and find a station with vibes that I actually enjoy that's like tailored for me. Right. You know what I mean, it just listens to that shit. It's the same way as like a Netflix came and now things don't really really watching TV like that. Anymore, bro, <laughs> like I can't. We only have cable in my house, bro. We don't need it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, nobody need that shit. We got Netflix and we got Fire Stick. We straight, bro. Right. Like that's it. So yeah, it's the same with streaming. Like Spotify, Apple Music, Title, all them things came along. It's like. Nigga, fuck the radio, bro. Right. I ain't got to hear what y'all trying to play. I can literally listen to what the fuck I right. want right now. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to change it. But with any industry, like, if it want to survive, it's going to have to adapt. Right. So, yeah, I think that'll, that'll be all right. Like, do you care, though, if, like, your songs are played on the radio? Like, is that even, like, a something that you want to reach? Like, a yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I don't know if mine is necessarily based off, like, uh, nostalgia feel like how how I felt when I heard songs back in the day for the first time on the radio, right. and I want that moment for myself. It's like I've had I think two songs play around Atlanta and shit, but right. never outside of Atlanta. Yeah. So if it gets to a point where it's like hey, my shit on Billboard 100 charting around the country, yeah. it's playing everywhere. Hell yeah, it's gonna feel like a real big moment. But I don't think that's necessary for your success anymore. Right. I mean, back in the day, if you went on the radio, you went on shit. Nothing, but now you can get a, a rap caviar playlist on Spotify <laughs> and you out of here, bro. Like, yeah. so it's just it's just different. But yeah, I definitely would want it. Right. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. So when you when you say that music is like a huge part of, because uh, oh <laughs> you love Seattle, man. <laughs> Atlanta, like, yeah. How different words? Like, how how does music make up Atlanta in a way that's? If you ask like nine out of ten people what they think of when they hear the word Atlanta, shit, half of them gonna say music. Dead ass, like, music is, it's not sports. I tell you that, because our sports teams <laughs> mid as fuck. I don't know what the fuck been going on. Ever since we lost this shit to the Patriots, city ain't been right, bro. It should be different. But music has been something that we've been consistent with. And, yeah, I mean, like, we've been dominant with for a long time. Like, I think a lot of the style in the industry comes from Atlanta. Like, you hear a lot of New York rappers kind of with a down south flow, down south flag, more so hi-hats and trap beats and shit and like that was a southern thing I feel like Atlanta started that shit so I think we influenced the industry a lot so is it's easy to attach our name like Atlanta and music is synonymous yeah. you know I mean so yeah so coming up in Atlanta though was it and cause it's just a huge music city mm-hmm. was it easy for you to make connections 
Connections, yes. I think like headway, getting ahead and uh, actually like moving up, not necessarily. But I think it's easier there than damn near anywhere else though because there's so much going on. Like you can always find something. I think it's easy to get lost in the noise because like, if you go to Atlanta right now and you ask a room full of people what they do, Half of that room is gonna say they make music. Right. Oh God! <laughs> Everybody and their mama makes music in Atlanta, bro. It's crazy, and it's like it's some real talent there, but it's also a lot of bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's just how shit works. Um, but yeah. What would you tell to like artists or Seattle artists? How is how important is it to make connections? Because I feel like some people feel like they can make it on their own when they see an independent artist. They're like, oh, they made it on their own. But that's not really the case. You don't make it completely on your own. Yeah. You're a team. So can you explain that to... I mean, you can always, like, you can do things yourself. Don't get me wrong. Like, if that's the type of person you are and that's what you want to do, you can. But, like, if I set a fucking uh, a puzzle here or some shit like that and I try to do it by myself versus if five of us came in here and tried to do it, we'd get it done a lot faster if it was five of us. So, you know I mean, sometimes it's important to really know your strengths and know your weaknesses and, like, put people around you who can also do their thing. Because, like... I got a manager. I mean, I can't. I probably could manage myself, but I can't do it as well as he would do it. Right. So the pro- productivity wouldn't be as great. So, Lord, this is right yeah. here. She's a photographer, <laughs> yeah, I mean, videographer, this, that, and the third. Yeah. If I wanted to do that shit myself, I would literally have to perform, get off stage, go home, edit shit, get yeah. that shit done, render it, this, that, and the third. And I'd be tired as fuck when I got to perform the next day. I mean, so it's like maximizing the people around you, finding people who are really good at what they do. Right. And I mean, and putting them on the team. You know what I mean? So, uh, I do think connections are important. Shit, really, in any industry, dialogue, like, all this shit, really, relationship. That's what life is, like, community and relationships. So, yeah. yeah. How do you even make a team? Yeah. You know, like, are these people reaching out to you? Do you have to reach out to them? Um, Most of my most of my connections have always been real, I don't want to sound like Kanye right now, but, like, God ordained. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this shit just happens. Some people come to your life and... It kind of just works out. Like, I met uh, my partner, B, literally, right after I got back from Minnesota. Wow. Right after I got back from Minnesota. Because, like, my roommate in college was, he was working with an artist at the time. It was a chick named China, and her brother was my roommate in college. And he put his sister onto my music, and she put him onto it. So then he hit me up, and I was like, I'm finna go to Minnesota, bro. I don't even know what the fuck to tell you. But then as soon as I got back, like, we met him. And through him, that's how I met my manager now. Wow. And it's down the third. So, like, everything just, like, meshed itself together. It's connections, though. So, yeah. Damn. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a real firm believer on if you do the work, the universe will help you work, too. Yes, being uh, passionate. Um, if you put out anything, even um, small as you put it God, out. God, bro, like, I've noticed that shit so many times. Yes. And, like, it be fucking with me because sometimes I'll stop and I'll be pissed. Like, why the fuck am I so stagnant right now? It's like, hey, if the universe see you putting forth the effort to do this shit, we're gonna throw you a little help, you know what I mean? I remember the day before, uh, the day before I got my invitation to the Revenge of the Dreamer shit. Like, I was sitting there, I was pissed off, cause I saw everybody posting they, uh, fucking flyers and shit, like, I was like, damn, they in Atlanta, ain't nobody hit me up, ain't nobody said shit. Like, fuck it. What? I was pissed off, so I hit my manager up, I was like, shit, this shit gotta be crazy, cause like, I gotta put my foot down and like, stay on it, stay on for niggas next. For real, for real. So I was ready. I got, I think that night I wrote like 10 verses type shit. 10 verses, I was ready because I was ready to put out like a freestyle every week. And literally the next morning, I got my invitation. So I was oh like, my God. I, I see. see I, I see. believe in that too. Just be yeah. passionate about something. 
That's your ass, bro. Like I was pissed. <laughs> pissed, bro. I mean sometimes sometimes that shit's necessary. So you were yeah. able to meet all those guys in like the room yeah. recording? I was I I pretty much met everybody before. I met Cole once before then. Uh Eve at the same time. I Is that met your tall as fuck? You look tall. Cole and Eve, both of them niggas <laughs> tall as hell. Like that shit's crazy. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Damn. Dead ass. Got the basketball player. Dead ass. Like, Kobe hooping. He can hoop his ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a celebrity game. Yeah. He cold with it. Yeah. Nah, cold with it, cold with it. So when it comes to like these tours, though, the headliners for your tours, though, mm-hmm. those are like genuine like people who are like for the culture. Like. Yeah, dead ass. Like, all them niggas are solid. All them cool. Like, Jig, exceptional rapper. Yeah, I mean, exceptional artist and exceptional person. Black. Same way. I said, Black put me on like meditation instead of third. It was like, Black really like right. helped me on some spiritual shit. And why like the same way? All these folks cool as hell. Right. Rhapsody too. Let me not forget Rhapsody. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so that's her own lane. Yeah. That's Auntie Cole. But how do you get to meet people like that? Like, that you say it's connection, but how do you how even I'm, get in a tour like that? There's some people who are like, oh, I had to be on this tour just to get my like, name out. But these tours, like, people would die to be on any of those tours. Facts. Facts. I met Wale my first time meeting him was about two years ago. But he hit me up on uh, Twitter like three years ago when I started doing like the car freestyles and yeah, shit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he hit me up from there and then we just like talked on and off from there. I'll be whooping that nigga ass in Smash Bros. too. Like, that nigga, <laughs> he met. Um, Jid, how did I meet Jid? The first time I think I met Jid might have been at the Cold concert when I met Cole. Because we had talked before, but we had never met. Yeah, I mean, Black the same way. Like, I met Black in a parking lot. On, uh, this was, like, maybe a year or two before the tour. He still had, like, hair and shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, so I met him in the parking lot. I told him I was a fan. Cause, like, I had a partner who had went to college with me, but they made music together, like, right. early on and wow. shit. So he always used to talk about him, so I knew about the music and shit. But, yeah, like, the connection came through on the Black end. My actual manager is real close with like a lot of his people right. on the business side so yeah we just put that together um the G shit just happened naturally and shit while they hit us up about it too yeah so all i'm pretty that's crazy pretty organic shit god yeah. ordained god, like yeah but what are your what is some advice for artists and seattle artists that want to make connection what's their first step do you think the music everybody said the music i think anything that you want somebody to be a part of you got to make it like exciting I mean, like, exactly. Like, it has to be something that somebody really believes in. Like, you don't want to go looking for people to the point where it's like you kind of feel desperate or you seem desperate. Like, you want people to gravitate towards you for those things because, like, you want people to be a part of it or people should want to be a part of it. They should. <laughs> that sounds like West ass, crazy as fuck. But yeah, people should want to be a part of that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's it. So, niggas be on coke, bro. Like,. Damn, I lost my damn train of thought, bro. I'm dead. I was not expecting that. Me either. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, connections, connections, <laughs> connections, connections. What I want to know, though, because like, we keep going over this, but this is really important to me that you've been making music from 2012 and now, now and you're still grinding. Yeah. What were the years like in between that? Because I really want to emphasize to people like the grind Mid. of putting in work. Mid as hell. That shit sucked. But it, it, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it. Cause it doesn't it doesn't suck to the point of like wanting to quit because apparently niggas still here doing that shit so it's not bad <laughs> but it's like a lot of people don't want to take with with anything a lot of people don't want it's like people don't want to take the time to really be down bad and doing bad or something because like for a lot of that time i was fucked up 
money wise, I was still staying with my dukes uh, and shit. Then I wasn't, even when I wasn't staying with my dukes, like I still had nothing pretty much. I was still trying to get my shit together because I really believed in this. But at the same time, it's like shit's paying off and it's worth it. You know what I mean, they said, uh, I think you got to put in like 10,000 hours or something to, to master it or some shit like that. Right. Hey, if you're doing that, if you're putting in all those hours, it's like you can't really do much else. You yeah, I mean, so it's, it's like, like sure. dead ass. It is your life. It is your life. So I mean, those years they were necessary though, because I think the shit that you do uh, while you're waiting to, I guess, blow up or get your moment, basically prepares you for the moment. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's like if I didn't go through those years, I wouldn't know what to do right now. Right. To a while, like I'd be wilding the fuck out, dead ass. Like I'd probably right. be drunk every night. I have a bitch pregnant by now, bro. Like, <laughs> but all of that shit has grounded me to the point where it's like, all right. I've been here before, kind of. Right. I feel like I've been right. here before, so it's like, all right, cool. But that's what I think is going to make you like a long-lasting artist because yeah. you put in that grind compared to, I don't even, this is a bad example, but like even like Little Nas X, he blew off, blew up off of TikTok. Like yeah. he just blew up into fa- like fandom. It's not like he had that huge grind. Yeah. And then, so I feel like even like, like that, I feel like even though he's huge and like on Ellen and all that, yeah. it's people like you that's actually going to pave the way hmm. and... Years down the road, that's right. You have to think about about years. You can't think about days, or right. Weeks or months. You're the ones that's gonna stay at the top. I hope so. I'm, I'm gonna be here for a minute. I know that. Right. There's no slight in Little Nas X because I I love his shit. Right. Like, it's just the first. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just different. Like I know, being for for shit to happen that fast has to be scary, dog. Like it's like True. your life literally changes overnight. Like everything, and that's hard for some people to like adapt to, dog. Cause that's a lot of shit to change. Like literally, it's like you go from zero dollars to two million or some shit like that in a month. <laughs> How the fuck do you adapt to that that fast? Right. It's like all of a sudden, everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody reach for you. It's a lot. Right. It's a lot to deal with. And I know it's a lot for me right now, and I'm not even at a point like that. And I've put in all that time, you so be I know. Yourself, you, yeah, you, hell yeah. yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like this shit different. It's different, bro. Like, right. and it's 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 nice to actually start seeing it pay off and to see it really be tangible. I ain't right. never really had. It's crazy because I'm seeing it now. Like I'm seeing what it's finna be in my head now, but I've never actually envisioned it. Right. You know what I mean, everything has been just kind of like keep going, keep going, keep going, right. keep going. You know what I mean, but now I see it, and now it's gonna be extremely different. You know what I mean, so right. it's shit beautiful, bro. It's the best job you got in the world. For sure. Oh Easy, oh god. What is some advice that you have for artists that you wish you had gotten when you were coming? Hmm, I think you're the perfect person to ask that. You're still on the grind. You're still you you made it, but you're still on the grind. So like, you're still working through it also. So. Yeah. Um, be patient. The the same thing what I was talking about with uh the people around you too. Build your team and let people do their job. Yeah, I mean, cause. Early on, I was so caught up in trying to, I guess, micromanage everything mm-hmm. and be everywhere. But it's like, nah, if you entrust people with a certain job around you, let them do their shit. Make sure they stay on their shit, of course, but let them do their job. Yes. You feel me? Um, take whatever it is that is different about you from, you know what I'm saying, pretty much everybody else that in the same field, which is damn near everybody, and put a magnifying glass on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, exploit whatever is your like biggest difference from everybody else because literally you could throw a rock in it and it's a sea of rappers like throw a rock and what it's everybody's rappers it's a whole pool of <laughs> rap scene this that and the third so it's right. like what separates you from all of them exactly because everybody's doing the same shit so yeah figure out what that is and then goddamn run with that shit yes. oh god mm. run with it mm. 
And mine at the time was like the car freestyles. Right. There wasn't nobody doing that shit. And started it up and shit. I got signed off that. Did that. So yes. it's crazy. So if people want to reach you, what is the easiest way for them to reach you? Oh shit, black people meet. You know what I'm saying? I'm on that motherfucker. Oh shit. Got a little goddamn porn hub account popping, you know what I'm saying? Follow me on all that. That's D E A N T E V H. You know what I'm saying? AKA Big Daddy D. Come find me, you know what I'm saying? I'm there. Hit me up. Shit, I got my goddamn little uh, Tinder popping too. You know what I'm saying? We on all that. So hit me up. Shit, we live. We in Seattle after the show. Seattle got now ten to folks hit me up right now. Tell everyone you're here in Seattle. Oh, yeah, on the big here in I'm Seattle. here in Seattle with goddamn Wale. <laughs> we finna rock this motherfucker. How you pronounce this shit? It's Numos. 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 Hey. I'm about to say we here. Pull up to the show, goddamn. Come through. Shots on me. I'm lying. No shots on me. That's a lie. But it sound good. Um, yeah. Come through. Goddamn. Go check out the music. Go check out that Revenge of the Dreamers three. Just a sample two. Good. All of that. Like everything on Apple Music, so I can keep my lights on. On For God. Sure. Final words for Seattle. Uh, waffles are better than pancakes. Here if, we go. Yeah, about to say if you don't think so, you're a terrorist. That's, uh, <laughs> that's fucked up shit. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Don't fuck no midgets. I would, but you shouldn't. And that's it. I love y'all, Seattle. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> this is DJ Blake and DJ Blake and Deontay Hitchcock, aka Big Daddy D, aka Papa Forte, aka Tay Z, aka Marvin Tay, aka Tayomi Campbell, aka Mary Tay Blatch. We out. DJ Blake.